Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm John McGee, and I have got a really fun episode for you. I was joined in the studio by Todd Wagner, one of our campus pastors here at Watermark, and also Jonathan J.P. Bacluda, who is the senior pastor at Harris Creek Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. And so the uh, topic, we were talking about social media, how a leader should think about that. I walked in with about 15 questions. I think I asked two. And uh, these guys got great chemistry and a deep love for each other. And they just talked as friends very openly, very honestly. And I think you're really going to enjoy listening in to this conversation. Guys, the prodigal has returned. JP. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> we, prodigal? We've been waiting on the front porch for like two years. You're finally well, here. Uh, you guys did not hike up your dress and run after me. <laughs> here comes another address. Okay, yeah. But here comes another voice that's not been here for a while, and I would not have called you a prodigal. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, older brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, Todd, neither. Yes. Yes, Todd Wagner is back here. Welcome, brother. Um, so today, guys, we're talking about a leader's online platform. And um, I mean, both of you guys um, are very active on social media. I think you do it in some ways very, very similar, some ways that are different. And so I think it's going to be a really good conversation. I think our leaders are going to, uh, listening, will have a lot to, to learn. And so let, let me start with a question. This is a question I've, I've been wanting to ask you both. So if I could roll the clock back, I don't even know when Twitter and Facebook and uh, all the socials started, but I could, roll, I could roll this back to that moment and say, guys, what's coming is... Um, this is going to be a thing, but it's going to require a lot of you. There's going to be um, a lot of stress. It's going to take you a lot of time to get ready for it. You're going to uh, get a lot of detractors that are going to come uh, your way. Uh, in some, some ways, it's going to be one more thing to manage. And I'm trying to save you, and I will give you the choice right now to never sign up for one of those uh, and just be a pastor, just be a leader, and not ever mess with social media. So knowing what you know today, would you take that deal? So if I could go back to the beginning of my ministry or the beginning of this journey and take the blue or yep. red pill exactly. and one of them is no social media would I take that deal I I would not is my knee-jerk response didn't see the question before <laughs> ahead of time and so <laughs> I, I would say right now I would not and let me quantify that a little bit I would say one it's it's almost killed me in a season. Hmm. That's a true story. Hmm. Uh, I, th I think I've given it too much of my heart in a season. Had had too much wrapped up. It given too much of my my mind. I'm sure we'll talk about what we're seeing is the highest levels of mental illness in in the history of history. Yep. That I think is a product of social media. And I think that I will wake up one day and it will be gone. And I th I'm probably sooner than I can imagine, you know, I will be canceled or inst I mean, I've, I have uh, friends of friends who went to check their account and, and it was gone. Instagram just deleted it in, in a way that they did not understand. They had, had not said anything controversial. Somebody attacked them, filed a complaint, worked the algorithm al algorithms, and they, they were their account wow. was gone. Uh, one of those had 250,000 followers. And so in what I've said is, man, in so many ways, that would be clarity because the constant battle is, do you shepherd the flock among you, which the answer is yes. And then how do you use influence at large? Because if we were to define leadership, I was to ask you guys, hey, give me the best definition of leadership that we could come up with. Somewhere in that definition would be the word influence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. social media is is a means to influence people 
and I think motive matters most. And my hunch is that's going to be the theme of this this time together is is what's your why. And if if I woke up and I was canceled, I would assume I would know I would believe with all my heart that happened under the sovereignty of God. And then I would say, okay, let me let me redirect whatever percentage of focus I was giving to that to caring for those or who those who are among me. Love it. Yeah. So ask the same question. Just go ahead and rephrase it one more time, and I'll give you my answer right after you say it. Okay. So Todd. I could take you back to this moment yeah. when you signed up and I say, brother, you don't have to do this. If you want to be a pastor, and I would say this to anybody today, to be a pastor, to be a leader, you do not have to have social media. But, but I look you in the eye and say, hey, you'll just be free. You won't have to mess with this. And you can just love the people that you're physically with. Um, you can go home and you can be present with your spouse and you're not have to, you won't have to compare yourself. Yep. Like, would you take that deal? So if you could promise me that because I did not get on social media, I'd be free and I wouldn't compare myself. Mm -hmm. I'd say, absolutely. I just know better. Yeah. My problem isn't social media. My problem is me. And so therefore I would not take the deal. And what I mean by that is social media is amoral. Okay. Yep. And, and what I do with social media and why I do, and JP, you, you said this, right? It's, it's the why mm -hmm. It's what we're going to get to in yep. this time together. So not immoral. But amoral. It's amoral. Yeah. That's right. I mean, it's, it's neither good or bad. That's right. It's what you do with it. It's like money. Money is amoral. Yeah. Right. It's it's a it's a testimony. It's a test. Uh, it's a, an opportunity for you uh, to be faithful or an opportunity for you to get sucked up and trapped. And so I, I would take it if you could assure me <laughs> that that was the only place I was going to get sucked into that thing, which is the problem. And the problem is that I love me some me and I want uh my, my heart is desperately sick hmm. and deceitful above all else. So uh, the same is true. Like there are guys that have said to me, um, hey, Todd, I could never teach to as many people or grow a church to the size that God's allowed Watermark to be because if I did, it would engulf me mm -hmm. and it would uh, rule my life and it would make me feel like I'm somebody because my church is that big. Mm -hmm. And so I therefore would never want to do what you're doing. And I, and they even went a step further. They said, and you should neither because I don't really trust that you're not sucked in, trapped in love with it. Yep. And so the problem isn't social media. The problem is the heart. When you say not compare yourself, you mean... You, you mean that comparison's going to come by other means, not just social media? Is that what you... Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this, this trap yeah. that is self-promotion, identifying myself with the success of ministry and followers and attention given to my faithfulness yeah. is the trap. And staying off social media will not deliver you from the trap. So let me give you one other quick illustration. This I was in a conversation literally two days ago with a guy who's in an industry that is... Um, of great renown, and because you're in this industry, you're going to have a bunch of groupies. You're going to have a bunch of people that want to be near you and around you because you are doing this thing. You're going to get money, you're going to get fame, and you're going to get all the trappings of it. And the guy asked me, he said this question, he said, do you think I shouldn't be in this industry? And my response to him was, I don't think the industry is your problem. And I want to ask you, uh, can you be in this industry and be the man that God wants you to be? I think Christ is sufficient for social media. I think he's sufficient for celebrityism. Hmm. But if you do not have Christ as your sufficiency, you're going to have a problem no matter what you do. One last illustration, then we'll pitch to your next question. It's like the Amish have tried to deal with the materialistic yep. heart yep. by saying we're not going to use 
all the um, benefits and effects of modernism. And so the problem is, is if you go and hang out with Amish, you're going to find out that they're stuck just like you and I are. But they're not stuck with square footage and whether or not they drive a Mercedes or BMW or a Plymouth, but they're buggies. Right? There are horses. Yeah. What kind of horses? What kind of buggy? It's the exact same trap. And so, swearing away uh, certain things the world offers is not going to be your solution. And so, your problems follow you. <laughs> so, you can swear off social media. Mm-hmm. And if you're given to platform and self promotion, you're going to find yourself attacked by it in some other area. Now, let's be honest certain things are more seductive yeah. and filled with challenges than others. Certain careers are going to draw more attention. Right. And social media, certainly, as JP said, it is. It, it is more the lion's den, if yes. you will. Yes. I mean, it, it, there's something more sensational, something more tempting something more a pathway to that addiction than uh, than it is without it which I why I think you asked the question yeah you know? okay well let's go there so because I think uh, I'm imagining you know let's you know play jobs I would never have um, for 500 uh, one of them would be you know the librarian in the back of the house who works in, in the stacks back there okay that guy doesn't really struggle with I wouldn't think his job inherently his interactions is gonna um, you know feed his pride Guys, this does, and it. I mean, repeatedly, people will tell you. So, you know, kind of, if you could just be honest, which I really appreciate the way you, you started, JP, with your honesty. It almost killed me. How do you deal with just the pride of posting things out there, people retweeting, people liking, people, more people following, uh, and and oftentimes for for many many leaders, they have many more followers from around the world than they actually do there in you know the seats or their class or their organization. How do, you, how do you deal with pride in the middle of all that? Yeah, so, so the person who is driven, okay, and, and so all three of us sitting at this table are driven, ambitious people. And the person who's driven is constantly looking for gamification. Okay, let me explain that. We're always looking for measurables. And this is why we count butts in seats. Mm-hmm. It's, it's why we... We look for any way to say, okay, how can success be defined? How, where do we find par? How do we know how we're doing? What's the bar that we can measure ourselves against? And what I learned from my friend here is, you know, faithfulness, right? Which is this ambiguous, non-par answer. There's no measuring stick in faithfulness. I can never look at a, a some sort of meter and say, okay, how faithful can I be? But I can I can go on Instagram and see if a post yeah. gained me followers or lost followers. I can see if I crossed that uh, thousand like threshold. And Instagram has done some things to, you know, try and change this. And I say that in quotes because. I don't at the end of the day, don't personally don't think it did anything. And so that's that's what's there. And so how do you how do you fight against pride is I think every single day you have to renew your mind around, you know, putting it in its place. Like if I lost this, I would be okay, And I want to use this to make much of Jesus. That's why people get you know, in ministry, but let's be honest, ministry is also a parking lot for brothers with father wounds, still trying to impress their dad, still trying to say, Hey, I'm good enough to the world. It's a great place for people who got bullied in the sixth grade, you know, to say, Hey, look at me now. Hmm. And I, and Hmm. and there's days where I think I'm that person Mm -hmm. and and I have to put that to death. And so last thing I'll say on this is, is you go into ministry 
at least I did. I went into ministry naively, but in a, in a really pure place of, I just want to make much of Jesus. And then I got to this place where I learned, oh, if people like me, then I can get them to like him. And then the strategy becomes, so I want them to like me. Yeah. And, and, and then all of a sudden, so they can like him drops off and all of your motive and all of your strategy and all of your energy goes to, I just want them to like me. And when you wake up there, you found yourself in a really bad place. And what you're actually doing is the, you're doing the ministry a disservice. You're moving backwards. You're regressing uh, in regards to the goal that you initially set out to do. And social media is a microcosm or a concentration of that strategy because you think, well, if they like me, then I can get them to like Jesus. And and then it can easily become, well, I don't so much care if they like Jesus. Also see progressive Christianity or uh, Christianity light, where, where I think it's a good. lot of yeah, yeah, I think it's fair to, to say this. Like, we, we do know that um, the Father is going to reveal himself to whomever he wants. And so people don't need to like me to like Jesus or to know Jesus. But listen... Um, the Lord's bondservant <laughs> must uh, be kind to all, not not be quarrelsome, but kind to all, uh, patient when wronged. In other words, he must not be a jerk because people aren't going to listen to a jerk. So in one sense, you're exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but we don't need, uh, God doesn't need us to have a platform so people can hear about him. And this is where we go back to that little statement, right? Where uh, f- faithfulness is success. And so we, so we got to say, what's faithfulness for me? I think where we get in trouble is when we start to go um, is, hey, that guy's not being faithful because he's trying too hard on social media to build his own platform to increase his followers. And where we get in trouble is when we judge motive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Romans 14 is so instructive for us. It's the verse that we we all know, but it's it's, it's perfect because it's talking about areas of conscience. And I think social media is an area of conscience. Yeah. And Romans 14, 4 says, who are you to judge the servant of another? To his own master, he stands or falls, and he will stand for the Lord is able to make him stand. So this is another one of those episodes, John, where I'm walking one direction, I hear what you're doing, and I kind of get invited onto the podcast, right? Because JP and I have had this very conversation, and I've asked JP questions. And much like there's a guy that has said to me, Todd, I don't like the way you're teaching and the way your ministry's growing, because if I was doing that, I'd be doing it for the wrong reasons. Therefore, you shouldn't be involved in ministry that's growing Mm -hmm. and teach the way you teach that makes people like you and your platform increases. Because if I did that, I'd be doing it for the wrong reason. You shouldn't do it. Right. I have, at times, had the exact same thoughts towards my friend here, where I'm like, I'm not sure I'd do it the way he does it, because if I was doing it with that much effort... This is how you're going to tell me <laughs> no. on the air? This is how I find out? See, this is not how you find out. I feel like out. we should have... No, I'm so, kidding. And I think, you know, I was going to go back and find it, but I don't know when it was. I think we had some of this conversation on one of your social media posts, because somebody asked us somewhere back on Instagram, I'd love to find it, there, there was an interchange about what should we post, where we talked about this, I think, in kind of a public way, because we'd already had it in a private way. But let me let me just say this. I think I've said before, if I didn't know JP, if I didn't know his heart and trust his heart, frankly, more than I trust my own, okay? Yeah. I would look at what that guy's doing on social media and go, okay, 
something's not right there. Yep. That's unhealthy. And we are not going to ask that guy to do something in our ministry just because, look at that. I mean, come on, really? And that would be sin and judgmental on my part. But because I know this brother, and I trust his heart, and because we've had the conversations, and because I don't want to project on him my baggage, right, or my calling, frankly, right? And so, you know, we've talked about, like, he does a thing called Friday Questions on Instagram, which you ought to check out because it's filled with pithy biblical wisdom. He said, hey, Todd, that's kind of my real truth real quick. Yep. You do it in five to seven minute spots. I do it in, you know, uh, five to 17 second spots. And uh, and so, you know, we've had great conversations. There was a great quote by Dustin Bench on social media. And uh, I saw it. And Dustin Bench said this, love your neighbor isn't a call to bind the conscience of our neighbors to rules imagined in our own legalism. Now, that is a great quote. Mm-hmm. I changed it so I could claim it. And I, I say it this way. The call to, to judge what your neighbor is doing, okay, isn't a call. And by the way, we're not to judge what our neighbor is doing. But the, the call to not judge the servant of another, I'd say, is a call to not bind the conscience of our neighbors to rules our convictions lead us to have. Yep. Okay? So that's my quote. And I, I, I build it off of what I read that Dustin Bench said. Yeah. And what I would have to say is he and I, we've talked about this a lot, yeah. right? Yeah. And because JP is so closely related to me, people ask me a lot, mm-hmm. hey, what do you think about what JP does on social media? And I go, well, why are you asking me? Mm-hmm. And I go, is it because, and then typically they're asking me because they don't know him the way I do. And it looks a little bit crazy. Sometimes, or uh, the word crazy is not the right word. It, it looks crazy to them. What's their names? <laughs> it's, it's, Instagram and, handle and, right and, now. And I think what, you know, my, my deal on that is to go, hey, man, let me just tell you, I, I, I absolutely, I want, I've had these conversations. Yeah. I trust my brother, and I see how he uses it as faithful as he can, and I usually end up with Romans 14.4. Here's a question I haven't asked you, I don't think, maybe I have. We, we have talked about this a lot through the years, too, and... How much do you think that should influence what I do? Because I'm not an idiot, right? And and I enjoy, I really enjoy th- that outlet of influence. And, you know, somebody told me a long time ago that preaching is Bible poured through personality. Yeah. And that's a that's a way to kind of show your personality to not not that anybody or I hope neither of us. I don't I don't think either of us are different on stage than we are off the stage, but it, it lets them see more of who you are, if that makes sense. And so I know. And this is something just was like an, an area of insecurity, I think, even even in in moving where I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to do this. And, you know, my, my buddies in Dallas are going to think, okay, what is he doing? He's lost. He's doing this for the wrong reason. He's, he's, he's gone off the deep end. Like next he's going to be a prosperity teacher or whatever that is. Like how, how much should that influence, you know, what, what I do, you know, that that's an, an area of question for me. Uh, I, I think, you know, JP, you do not separate yourself from people. Right, and he who separates himself seeks his own desire, and he quarrels against all sound wisdom. That is not you. Mm. You clothe yourself in humility. You take feedback from others, mm. but feedback from others is not feedback from the Holy Spirit. Mm. Feedback from others has to be run through the cheesecloth of Scripture, and has to be um, wrestled with before God. And if it's true, consider it. You do want to let the righteous smite you with kindness, but you don't want to let the self-righteous bind you with their legalism. Hmm. And so, 
you know, that's why I've got to watch myself when I go, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. And, and I go, well, that's why you're not doing it. Yeah. But are you saying because you wouldn't do that, that a, that a righteous person wouldn't doing that? Because here's the deal. Yeah. The way the Bible's going to make itself known through that personality is going to be... Uh, it's going to be different than the way it's made through your personality. And that personality might have a freedom that you don't have. Yeah. And delight in that if you believe there's a question you should ask your brother that the Holy Spirit can illuminate or a scripture that they should consider, or if there is a sin you should rebuke, then do your servant's work. But I would say to you, right, mm-hmm. uh, do it in a spirit of gentleness. First, looking to yourself, yeah. lest you be tempted that you're not putting your junk on somebody else. Yep. So I, I think it's appropriate that you think about it. Yep. I don't think it's appropriate that you're bound by it. What's that thing you say? I was trying to think of it the other day. If um, it, it, in the midst of criticism, don't if it's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, you remember it or you want me to say no, it? No, I don't. I want okay. you to say it. All right. So, uh, and I think we've talked about this in the episode, which is one of my favorite ones, John, that you have done, which is uh, the, the, the leader in criticism uh, or criticism, something along yeah. that line. Yeah. And I talked about how there was a moment in my life where I was with an older gentleman, Howard Hendricks, who, who sat me down early in my ministry career and he just said, Todd, here's the deal. When you're criticized and if you're in ministry, you're going to be criticized. You just, just, first of all, if you don't like it, get out of the kitchen, right? You know, the whole, if you don't like the heat, get out of the kitchen. Or I I use the illustration that Hendrix used, which is the higher that a monkey climbs up the tree, the more people see is. And so uh, he said, people are going to see more of you as you climb the tree of, 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 faithfulness, right? Uh, do you see a man skilled in his work? He will not stand before obscure men. He will stand before kings. Right. And as you stand before kings, more of the paparazzi in the media is going to comment on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. he just said, if it's true, change mm-hmm. when you're criticized. If it's not true, don't stoop to consider it. Yeah. And so what I have to do, and I'll just tell you, is I I don't just I don't trust myself because my heart is desperately sick and deceitful above all else. So I have to ask others do you think this is true? Yeah. And what questions do you want to ask me that I'm not asking myself so that I can respond to this differently? But that's still, let me go back to what I said earlier. You know, I want to let the righteous smite me in kindness, but I don't want to let the self-righteous, which I've never thought of again, but I like the way I'm saying it now. Mm-hmm. Don't let the self-righteous bind you with their legalism. Yeah. It's good. I think, really good. you know, that is so key in regards to the pitfalls of what we're talking about with social media. And I think a practical litmus test of health for the listener is it's that negative feedback loop. If if you zero into that one comment by that person who is probably unhealthy, you know, and I don't use that to, to not listen to them, but a lot of times the people who use a platform as their outlet to vent all of their frustrations yep. often are unhealthy. If you zero in that, your peripheral vision becomes blurred and you, you just, you dwell on that and you start to think, do I delete it? Do I comment? You know what? And it starts to consume your day and therefore impact your mood. That to me is a litmus test for myself that I've given it too much of my heart. It's good. I, I just, there's, there's too much there that I'm, I'm beginning to find identity. And then it's even worse if somebody who follows you, who you see on the day to day comes and says, Hey, did you see their comment? Yeah. You know, did yeah. you see that? Yeah. And then they start to find identity in it. And then all of a sudden it becomes this, this gossip reel. It's, it's no different than the tabloid in the supermarket yeah. idol. It's good. I assume it works the other way too, JP. If you get overly excited about, you know, uh, fan mail and you spinning your wife around and going, baby, we're going to go out, you know, and have yeah. dinner tonight. Cause I'm, I'm in such a good mood uh, then you know it's, it, uh, it, 
it really is occupying a place that it's not supposed to in your life. So uh, a rare opportunity to have two guys who sit on two on top of two organizations. So let me ask you this. How do you think about where your platform starts uh, and stops, where the church's starts and stops? Because you're the when people think about your church, I know you guys, if I said, hey, Todd's church or JP's church, you guys would, uh, if I was in arm reach, you would. Uh, That's not me, our church. You know, uh, thump it's me Jesus's in the, church. Okay? So I, I know that, and you would uh, <laughs> thump me in the chest. Okay, so, uh, but others who don't know you well would say, hey, I go to Todd's church, I go to JP's church. And so I follow Todd, I follow JP. How do you guys think about what's the church's platform? What's your platform? Where do they stop? Where do they start? Do you have any different responsibility as being the most visible uh, staff person? Uh, I'll answer it this way. Uh, I I can't separate myself. I mean, I, I want to. I think it's appropriate. Like, let me just say this from a political standpoint, like during political season, when yep. people are saying you're going to lose your nonprofit status yep. as a pastor, what you say individually as a pastor does not affect if, for instance, the tax status of the organization. And so legally, you are allowed to separate yourself from your organization. Okay. Uh, the reality is what you do is going to be associated with the organization. And because of that, I have to be sensitive um, while I am in the role of pastor of Watermark Community Church, I've got to be sensitive to how it affects my fellow elders, my fellow staff, and even the members of the body. Um, so I can I can put an account on there that that and put on my account the opinions represented here are, are about Todd and <laughs> sure. don't represent sure. Watermark Community Church. But Watermark Community Church is not going to be able to disassociate itself with me yeah. while I'm their pastor. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have to be mindful of that, even while it's true that I can speak not in the office. Yeah. Right? Um, it's just gonna it's gonna come back to how people perceive the larger whole of which I am a part. And that is true, by the way, of my relationship with Jesus. As a Christian, you can't, you know, you can never really say, I'm not doing this as a Christian, because everything you do is a Christian. And I would say, you gotta realize what you do as a Christian is gonna inform people's opinion of Jesus. And that's certainly true of your local body's um, expression of who Jesus is. So I, I am not as free as I would be if, if I just worked in my own shop. Yep. Yep. So my so a title just points to our responsibility. And so if my title is lead pastor or senior pastor, that's going to insinuate that my priority is the local body according to the scripture. And so that is, that's, you know, first Peter five shepherd, the flock among you and the Instagram following your Facebook follow or Facebook friends and your Twitter followers are not the, the flock among you. They may be in part right in the, in our say our podcast listeners are not the flock mm -hmm. uh, among us. And so if I say, hey, that's what I want my primary job to be, then that probably requires a title change. And so it's the difference between your two roles, right? And so, John, your primary objective at Watermark Community Church is to take the things that God is blessing here and multiply it in churches across the country and around the world. And so you that that's that's your focus. That's what you wake up thinking about. Todd needs to wake up thinking about the flock among him, like the the affairs of the church. But then it's it becomes your role to say, hey, that was really good. What you said Sunday to our people, I think that would minister to to people everywhere. And so where the temptation for me comes in is is let's just say, let's be real honest, in in publishing season. Okay. So when a book releases 
what happens. So if if most of the time the church gets ninety percent of my focus and the 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 world outside the church gets ten percent of my focus, then I think on the release week of of a book that can be inverted. And I have to make plans to make sure that the church is well cared for mm-hmm. and that I need to make sure that that somebody who I trust and is qualified is teaching, that I have appropriate oversight of them, that my elders know that I'm going to I'm going to step out for a week, almost like vacation. And I should probably uh, consider take taking vacation and, and begin to focus on the masses to allow that literary resource to get in the hands of the people. The same is true for podcasts. Anything that I would say that, that a, a minister of the church is, is, um, is doing to reach people beyond the walls of their church, they need to consider what is appropriate balance and that their the powers that be over them, their authority, their employer uh, agrees with them in that. And then the last thing I'd say here, and it kind of goes beyond the question, but just as an employer, I, I wonder too, just what is the balance of even being on social media during work hours, right? Like I think about that. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm posting right now on social media, but I'm on Harris Creek's time or Watermark's time, like am I getting compensated by the tithe yeah. dollars of the people, you know, to yeah, to build a platform. And those are things that you wrestle with so, too. That's good. A couple of things really good. I, I, that believe it or not, I was reading last night on social media. And uh, every now and then, you know, I, I don't follow very many people because I want when I read to know I'm gonna get something. So I am very purposeful um, just only follow a few friends or a few guys that I go, hey, they give me consistent content. And this is not a guy I follow, but somebody that I do apparently retweeted him. And it gets to what JP said, because I really think this is very helpful. What you said about, hey, what you do to your your very present congregation is one thing. And there is another congregation that is out there. Mm-hmm. And so, John, we were talking about this today. JP and I were at lunch before we got to jump in here with you. You know, when we talk about Watermark Resources, which, you know, the Church Leaders Podcast is an expression of what we call Watermark Resources, which is our effort as a local body to serve the Big C Church. And and there are there's there's some mentality which you listen, that's not the job of the local church to serve the big C church. The job of the local church is to be and make disciples right here at seventy five forty LBJ in Dallas and the Fort Worth Metroplex. And, you know, what all the if there's campuses in, in that regard. What I would say is I think it's appropriate for the church at Antioch to be a faithful church at Antioch and also care about what's gonna happen in Galatia and Ephesus and the uttermost regions of the world. Mm-hmm. But you should never say uh, we don't really care about Antioch because we're going to be great in Ephesus. Yep. And so I think there can be a both and, okay? But if it's going to be an either or, you better do the local church. Yep. And so as as a guy like JP would say, I think you think about almost two different congregations, right? Mm-hmm. You're the pastor of Harris Creek, mm-hmm. but you also minister because, John, you've observed this, he's got more followers on Instagram than you do members of your church. And so there's a thousands of people that he ministers to that he doesn't minister to yep. on a regular basis. Listen to this. This is pretty excellent. I, I, I'll insert this here because the guy's listening. And I think it's really, really faithful. So this is a guy named Richard Caldwell, who I, I don't follow, but at R. Cal W. And he said this, here's a ministry 30 for 30. He goes, what if I told you that preaching, the preaching style you covet, that is often very effective in a conference setting, is not what it's like to feed a congregation for years and years? Mm. Or what if I told you that Puritans didn't melt the pulpit every week? 
Now, this is, this is excellent. And he goes on to say this, consistent dependence, consistent study, consistent personal application, consistent confession of one's own sin, consistent love of God's flock, consistent instruction in all parts of Scripture, consistent patience, consistent labor and prayer, consistent hard work. This is the work of pastoral preaching. It is shepherding. It is farming. It is soldiering. It is slavery. It's not stardom. It's not grand oration on a constantly exalted stage. And those who were faithful at it and happened to become famous did not aim at that popularity. It is an additional burden they carry, one that they would likely relieve themselves of in a heartbeat sometimes if they could. Anonymity and faithful work is a great gift from God. Dear brothers, let us never aim for influence, but with all of our hearts to simply please our Lord. Okay. That hmm. is Twitter gold. Hmm. And that I read on social media. And that, my <laughs> friends, is exactly how I feel about social media. JP, I know I would just say, look, bro, your ministry on social media is an additional burden to carry. Yeah. One that I think, going back to your very first question, John, and thank goodness this popped in my head while we were sitting here. You know, it, it's it, if that burden is pulling him off the one thing he's got to be great at, which is the pastor of Harris Creek, mm-hmm. then he should relieve himself of the burden of social media immediately. Mm. And But if he can do both, and that's the, that's the job of his elders, his close friends, his wife, and his community, then praise God. But if he wants to be a, a, a social media celebrity at the expense of being a quiet, faithful, anonymous servant of God, he better get on his face and repent. Yeah, man, a friend of mine um, that is good. That's good. And my so many things are hitting my head at once from that. And so a friend of mine was, you know, he had the opportunity to pastor a church. So somebody, you know, had had presented him with a job offer. Hey, would you be our pastor? And he's an evangelist. He, you know, that that's the label that he. So kind of conference speaker, professional conference speaker, and. Somebody, he said, hey, somebody really wise asked me, what do you, uh, what gives you more life? And I've wrestled with that. Okay. So personally, I'm like, is that the right question? And so he, here's the deal, right? And especially now, and we were talking the other day, just like things I, I that I, I could only learn, you know, in going to, to pastor another church and, uh-huh. and uh, things I've learned in that, in that transition, and one of them is just just how much this is a calling because it is like sometimes the sheep are rabid and they hate the shepherd and it is your calling to what, care. What was that word you used? Rabid. No, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah. and so you know it's 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 interesting like going to a conference and this will feel like a flex but it's it just is it's not it's it's truly what was in my head is is you know somebody will they'll they'll bring you to a place they'll put you in an amazing hotel. Okay. You, you stay in They say, Hey, bring your wife, right? They, they, you show up, you open the door, there's gifts waiting for you, swag and shirts and caps and customized water bottles. And, you know, and, and they, they give you a, a per diem, Hey, eat whatever you want, order room service. If you, we got it right. They, they pay you way, way too much. You get an honorarium, you know, that it's like, wow. And, and then you're in the green room with, people that, that others would pay a lot of money just to have a conversation with, like they really desperately want to have a conversation with these people and, and put them on way too high of a pedestal. And, and you're in there with them and having conversations with them. And that's Saturday. And then, and then that night you get on a plane. Oh, and by the way, you gave a message 
and they, they stand up at the end and give you a standing ovation. People come up to you weeping and tell you how you changed their life and ask you to sign their Bibles, okay, which is weird. Man, um, if, uh, I'm just trying to imagine if you were trying yeah. to flex what that would look like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but and you're then, not. And you then you this. get on a plane, and then you get on a plane, and you, you fly home to your home church that you love, right, that you love, <laughs> you feel called to. And you give the same message that somebody just paid $250 to hear. And you give the same message and they're like, man, you went a little long today. You know, that was, that was, that was long and you seem tired and, and, uh, gosh, you know, what, what, where are we going next? What's next? And, and, and so it would be so easy to pursue dare I say the adulterous woman of the conference, you know, and, and to feed that worm because it's fun, but it's not what we were called to. It's at least, at least it's not what I've been called to. It's good. And, and so partially you, you, you joke with the flex, but partially I'm saying this all out loud in front of my closest friends to, to, to say like, I've got to put that to death. Yeah. And that plays into social media. People who, love you and will be tempted to worship you will cancel you the second you say you're hoping, you know, for the other team to win. And I mean, I mean that in the most literal sense, once, once they know that you don't like their college's alma mater, you know, their alma mater, they're out, you know, that's just, it's as quick as an unfollow. Yep. They're gone. Well, this is where buddy, that's, it just, that's really well said. Love it. And I think, uh, the same thing is true, by the way. This is why so many guys who are never on social media uh, betray their own families because the mistress is their local church, their local ministry, and their followers at their local congregation. Yeah, yeah. And so the exact same thing happens at your local church. Pastor, we're so glad that you're here. You're so great to come and yeah. you go home and you have dinner with your wife and do the dishes. And mom doesn't introduce you at dinner no. by saying, children, we're so lucky to have your father at dinner yeah. this evening. Right? We've all... <laughs> yeah, take out the trash. Right. Take out the trash and wh- yeah. where are you all day? And I'm tired here are the kids. So that's why guys betray their ministry in all forms. The adult right. Of ministry is is again the problem. That's why going back to the very first question I answered about if social media staying off that could solve my problem, I'd make that trade in a second. I just know my problem lies within, and that's why the problem wasn't that guy's career. The problem was maybe that guy's idol that I talked about earlier, also. And so this is where the scriptures hold the key for us, as they always do, right? First John three twenty one, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. Right. And then this is where it says in Proverbs three, right, that the sleep of the righteous is sweet. And Proverbs four, uh, Romans 14, then 22, the faith which we have has your own conviction before God. And this is the sweet part of the verse. Happy is he who does not condemn himself and what he approves. Mm-hmm. And so then we have to realize that our heart is desperately sick. We all love nice hotel rooms and honorariums and times with our wife, which all three of us have experienced. Mm-hmm. But if we love that more than faithfulness in ministry, if we start to try and imagine what we got to do to get invited to that hotel room, mm. we have slept with the adulteress. Yeah, and if, on the other hand, we prayerfully process that with our elders, with our friends, we feel like it's a yes to extend the blessing that's in our local metropolitan tabernacle mm-hmm. to a greater world, there are times to say yes. Mm. And you just have to make sure it does not sink its talons into you because those talons will carry you away to a very dark, lonely, cold, compromising place. Yep. You got to And you got to believe that, man. I mean, we see we see people 
compromise all the time, but we also see anybody who's listening right now has seen a pastor they love and trust that had everything they ever wanted just fall off the deep end. And I don't know if that's an overdose or in their life or cheat on their wife or, or, you know, leave their family, but whatever that is. And so you, we have to know it's not that, like, that's not, that's not, is that's not what's going to satisfy us. And the same is true. Listen, 10,000 followers, as soon as you get swipe up capabilities, you're not going to sleep any better. And when the 10,000 turns to a hundred thousand or a million, you think, man, if I just, the, the numbers just move and you're, you're not going to sleep any better. You're not <laughs> going to find more joy. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So if I'm KB and you're a mean and we're doing our, uh, what's the name of their podcast? I forget what it is. My son has me listen to it all the time, <laughs> but they'd be gone. True. Truth, fire, fire the whole time facts. you're talking. Facts. 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 Yeah. Sorry, KB, I can't Sorry. remember your podcast. KB, hey, we're, we apologize. Yeah. Go ahead, Todd, finish up. Yeah. You know, John, I, so it was funny because as we're sitting here, I'm, I'm, my mind's listening and learning. And I think this is such a helpful conversation. For, it is for me. Okay, so thank you for letting me listen to this podcast as we do it. But th- I did, there was a real truth real quick we did called how much of your life do you share on social media? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And so what are your thoughts on that? And, well, I, I, I I'll, I'll give you the principles cause I just looked that I shared in that real truth real quick. Number one, I just said something that thinks about itself all the time is usually a sign of something that's injured or broken. Right. Hmm. So if you're that's always good. putting something on social media, cause you all you do is think about yourself and you want others to think about you. You know, that's a sign that something's not healthy, right? Because like I don't I don't get up and usually think about my ankle when I'm walking across the room unless my ankle is broken, and then every step I think about it. Yeah. So when you th- something that thinks about itself all the time is a sign that something entered or broken. Yeah. Number two, if we if we're having our needs met by a sovereign, loving, and all sufficient Lord, we should not require constant attention from others. And there's no question that certain people are on social media to see how many people like it, retweet it, comment on it, and follow me. Yeah. And that is a sign of idolatry and a problem. Look, can I insert this real quick? Yeah, please. Because I think that's a, a practical measurable. So if you go and you click on your profile and you want to see, you know, how many, like, well, I'll just ask this. Do you know how many people follow you? Okay. There, there's, and if you do know the number, right, that might be a sign of a problem because it means that you, you went on there intentionally and you clicked the profile to see how many people follow you, which is step one of finding identity in how many people follow you. And I'm speaking from experience. Yeah, well, what's the number one question most pastors ask each other in green rooms? How many people go to your church? Your church. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it, it, it's, it's, and what, what's the number one question publishers ask you when they're talking to you about a new book deal? Yeah, how many followers? How do you many have? followers do you have? And so the world is not your friend. Even other Christians ask questions that are not friendly to your heart. And it's why I don't look at the attendance. It's why I don't know who gives. Right. I just I don't look at it now. I, every now and then somebody will point out to me, hey, brother, this tenant seems to be declining with your preaching. You know, if, if you know, I've had that. On twenty years of ministry, and, and until I point out to them the rhythms sometimes of of, of the season. Oh, it's called July Fourth weekend, it's buddy. Called July Fourth weekend, but um, nonetheless, I mean, I think what I'm just going to tell you this is again not a social media problem. Social media is an illustration yeah. of the problem. It is amoral. So other things that I would just add is this: if um, if the purpose of what you're doing, we've kind of said this already, but if the purpose of what you're doing is to draw attention to yourself and not to the Lord, there is already a problem. And so you just got to ask yourself, what's my goal? Mm -hmm. If my goal is to advance the gospel, Mm -hmm. then okay. Mm -hmm. If the goal is to advance people liking me as I talk about the gospel, that's a problem. I, um, 
I, one of my favorite things I heard a guy say, and, I, and I'm trying to remember who said it. I, I'd give him credit, but I can't. Uh, but I heard him say this, and I've repeated it enough that I guess I act like I said it, but it didn't. the thought wasn't original to me. And that is that most people pray that God would reach their city for Christ when what they really mean yep. is they want God to reach their city for Christ through them. Yeah. And I think social media feeds that for some of us, is that, is that you're on there because you want the world to be reached through you. Yep. And so... You know, let me just stop there. There's others. If they oh, want, no, I want to ask you a question. Though, yeah, yeah. There. So, do do you think jealousy is a sin? Well, I mean, you have to be careful to find jealousy because uh, love Co- is not jealous. Covetousness. Yeah, I think um, I think that that made the top ten. So I would so, say yes. And so, uh, <laughs> don't don't you think? Like in, in all seriousness, I mean, I think this is a provocative idea. Don't you think most post are done to yes. elicit jealousy. I mean, I mean, isn't I mean, come on, really? I mean, like, think about that. Don't don't most of the things that most people. I, I mean, I'm, and I'm not even talking like 51. percent I'm probably more in the the 70, 80, 90 percent of things that are posted on social media are, hey, look at me, look where I'm at, look at the car I drive, look who I'm dating, look where I vacationed, you know, look at my house, look at what I'm eating for dinner. You know, is lunch, that lunch and breakfast? Yeah. So as, as Christians, like that's the thing I think we're going to have to give an account for. And it's it's messy, man, because I know I mean, you know, you and I've talked about this before. And it, it's like um, it, it's easy. You know, I'm not picking on you because there's I've got. A, a much bigger. Nobody threat. knows if you're looking at me or John. <laughs> I'm looking at you. <laughs> much, I have a much bigger threshold of offense, and I know that. That's, go, go ahead, that's go. not false humility. That's absolutely true. But it, it's like you know, as I was being a student of you, trying to learn. I remember one time you you know you posted a, a sunrise right at the beach. And, and it's like, it's right. And why is he posting that? That's what I'm thinking. I'm, like, I'm thinking, okay, well, one, because God made the beautiful sunrise, you know, and I'm sure I quoted Romans or Psalm 19. You were singing a little off key. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, I remember the post. And so, and so it's like, you know, but, and I was just thinking, cause I was, I remember trying to find, okay, what is my par? Like I was really wrestling with this and, and I did and still do just have a tremendous respect for you and your thoughtfulness around those things. But that's just where I think, like for me, I think I'll, I'll personalize it. I'm going to give an account mm-hmm. to the yeah. Lord really for good. things that I've posted. And my motive was to elicit the sin of jealousy. I caused people to stumble, man. And 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 I, I just want to go back to where I started because I think it's it's the idea that Todd said that I think is the most helpful idea of this podcast, which is you got to know your why. You you can't click publish or post until you search your heart. And I don't want to create a stumbling block for. I'm not trying to create some obsessive compulsive thinking out there like, well, gosh, I don't know what it, cause, cause our why, you know, every post you post is with selfish motive and pure motive. And I don't, I don't know where the line is. I don't know if it's 50% pure, 50% selfish, 90% pure, 10% selfish. I don't know, but I, I do know that God is honored in the wrestling it's and good. we need to wrestle. Well, it's just so, and I'll, I'll also say this, JP, it's so interesting that you, that was a post on spring break. I think when my kids, my oldest kid was like a, a sophomore 
in high school. So that's that's a long time ago now. Yeah. But you remember that. And I think about how this this flashed to my mind, John, as I heard him say that, which is two statements, is that what we do in moderation, others will do in excess. Yeah. And as a leader, you got to realize you're modeling for the rest of your body mm. how they should act on social media. That's good. And so I don't think we can be ultimately bound by that. We just got to be aware of it. And what one generation tolerates, the next generation will embrace. Yeah. And so when we're tolerating certain things in our own life, just know this. People that are following us are going to embrace those things. Oh, we got there fast. And and so so we just have to really be careful that while we're even using social media, we have to somehow communicate through that. I mean, if I, if I can drag a, a, a single a beer into this, right? Someone, we might just have one beer, which I don't know what your ecclesiology is or what your convictions are on that, but um, uh, people aren't going to see you have a beer. They're going to go, he drinks, and therefore they're going to run wild with it. And they're going to look at you on social media and go, okay. And they, they may become addicted to something that you can manage to the glory of God. Mm. So can we live our lives in fear of that? No. Do we have a responsibility? Certainly. And so uh, it's just interesting to hear you say, you know. <laughs> Emphasis <laughs> on you. Like, like bro, <laughs> you, I, I am the, I'm the Frankenstein that you, you yeah. I'm the monster you created, Dr. Frankenstein, because of that sunset picture. I am your fault. <laughs> no, it, it was because, That's here it was so because funny. you had, I mean, just to, to really get naked. It was because you had given me instruction around that. I had asked you, I said, Hey, how do you think about this? And you told me, and then I saw that and I was like, is that, you know, is that a contradiction to what he said, which I don't think it was. And it, it was just this wrestling, like, man, at the end of the day, I want to do what is right before the Lord. And this thing is messy and there's no owner's manual. And I hadn't heard this podcast at the time. So I'm glad we're <laughs> glad we're creating this resource. Hey, you know, listen, review it and share it if it's helpful is what I would say. So, hey, hey John, I, I, thank you. I'm telling you, but this has been helpful to yes. my heart. I, well, you normally, um, yeah, I'm still here, guys. If you're listening, I'm still here. Uh, it's been great. I mean, I, I, we, I walked in, I said, I think there's about 10, 15 things I want to ask you guys. And I didn't ask them, uh, but they were all covered. And so uh, really, really encourage any last kind of parting shots from either of you that you want, uh, you want our listeners to, uh, to, to hear. I, I would just say, man, listen, if this has been helpful, go back and listen to it, share it. Uh, this has been good for my heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, you know, listen, JP and I are different on social media. And and look at, I would say this, he's also more gifted at it and he's, he's better at it. And so I can either judge him or I can go, praise God, there is a brother who I trust that if I died and my kids had to be raised by somebody, put him in his household, mm-hmm. right? That is doing something with a medium that I'm not. And by the way, you know, I mean, I... It just, I look at even some of the stuff like, you know, uh, how, because he does certain stuff on social media, you might even say he gets attention that I don't get, right? And I would just say, it was my, is that my problem? Is that why I have a problem with him on social media? And is that really the reason he gets more attention? Or is it just because God's doing something, right? And what do you care about what kind of attention God gives somebody else? So all I'm just saying in the midst of this is... The, all that we're talking about, why I love this episode, is because we're not even talking about social media. We're talking about the thing that poisons so many young men's hearts and people's hearts in ministry. John, you and I have a good friend that I think had a very successful, vibrant, fruitful ministry in an area of the country that doesn't have ministries that blow up. But because after about a year and a half to two years, their ministry was only to 70 to 100 people that literally came out of nowhere in a town that needed a biblical church, he got discouraged. I think what a tragedy. And so I think 
the last word I would give to myself as I listen is just remember uh, to not be self-righteous in your opinion of what others do. That's good. Pray for them and uh, make their definition of success faithfulness and pray that your heart does not condemn you in what you do. Yeah, I would just say on the tail end of that, that, uh, you know, for the listeners, and this isn't just, we're not going back and forth with compliments, but there is very little I have in life and especially in ministry that God hasn't given me through the man that just spoke. And so if we're talking about social media followers or platforms or opportunities, uh, you know, you, you took the chance and everybody said you were crazy and still think you are in a lot of ways for that. <laughs> uh, and so thank you. I want to say that. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I, there, there's another podcast that we should do just talking about the future of the church, especially post COVID-19 and, and the, the role that technology plays in that, because I do think that there is a generational shift that's happening mm. towards social media. And the only difference in our followers, I think, is our age and and um, and and probably the value that I place on that. That's true of younger people. And so we, we need to decide, is that good? Is it toxic? And I think the answer is it depends back to know your why. And so before you pu- post, before you publish, before you share, know and understand your why. Don't do anything out there thoughtlessly. Uh, God is honored in the wrestling. Man, I love it. So, guys, that went so different than I thought uh, it would go, and I think uh, exponentially more helpful. So really, really great to hear you two um, just kind of go back and forth. And then I appreciated the candor, uh, candidly. Just uh, this is not – I'm not preaching to somebody else. Uh, this is where I'm living, and I think it's going to serve uh, the folks who listen really, really well. So uh, if you're still with us, a couple things. Um, I think I would heed Todd's warning um, just not to project onto someone else's motives. And so here's what I encourage you to do. If you run across, um, you know, JP's um, uh, Friday, what do you call it? Uh, Friday Q&A. Friday Q&A, which you should go check out as a model of a way to do ministry. Uh, or anyone like JP, and you go, God, that, I just don't know about their motives. Pray for them. That'd be my that'd be my request this Good. week, is pray for them. So that if their motives aren't true, because what I know of, of you, JP, if your motives were all, all messed up and I went to you humbly, uh, you, you would you would give serious consideration uh, about backing down or changing. And so uh, just just pray. Um, and then the other thing I would just say, here's, here's what would be like the worst thing that happened uh, out of this, is that uh, some guy um, gave up uh, the great work that he's doing uh, with his flock and went uh, all in on social media from here and uh, and neglected his flock rather than shepherded it. And and I will tell I'll just I'll, I'll close with the story. I, I met a guy uh, a few months ago and he left a church, took a smaller church. This church was literally one twentieth the size. I don't think it had any social media um, handles at all. And he I, I caught up with him. He was absolutely giddy. And it really, really messed with me candidly. And I said, what, what are you so excited about? And he's like, I've got 40, 50 people that I get to shepherd. Mm-hmm. What, what, what else could I possibly want? And it was a, just a rebuke to my life. Cause I thought, man, there's about 50 things I would want uh, in addition to 50 people to shepherd. And, uh, and you can live a full content, faithful life. And you will hear well done. That pastor will he'll hear well done. Uh, with some volume and sincerity that many with big platforms will not. Todd, what else, brother? Man, thank you, John. I mean, (laughs) for putting that. I think it would be remiss. I'm going to stick this on the end if folks are still hanging with us. Is, you know, our friend John Piper, 
He's got a great quote about this that probably should make it in this episode, Mm -hmm. which is that one of the great uses of Twitter and Facebook will be to prove at the last day that prayerlessness was not from a lack of time. And uh, at this, so while that's really true, and I would say that's especially true if you're just consuming a lot of useless stuff that's just mind-numbing distraction that you call entertainment, then I would aware, uh, be aware of, of, of being on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram just to mindlessly scroll through. But I just want to say this. When I believe you're putting time into Friday Q&A and other stuff that you're doing, JP, I don't think it's evidence that on the last day that your prayerlessness was not from a lack of time. I want to say, I know that there are guys on social media that because they're prayerful are advancing the gospel using the medium of today's printing press, which is social media. And so uh, just make sure that you're on there because of your prayerfulness and not your pride. That's right. You said, I don't want anyone to walk away from their church to pursue, you know, social media. And I would just add, likewise, man, it would be a shame if anybody heard this and went on Instagram and deleted the account it's when good. that was something that God was using. And so unless yeah, yeah, unless the enemy was using right. that to pull them away from God. That's right. That's right. That'll be a good one to wrestle with. Guys, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening. And if you have any questions or comments, we can be reached at CLP at watermark.org. CLP at watermark.org. Uh, if you like what you heard, please rate, review, or pass on to friends so we can help more people. Thanks so much.